We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my mom? Digital pen, hard at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. So should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. This is Kelsey Jones with Search Engine Journal. I'm here for the Marketing Nerds podcast with Prashant Puri, who works with AdLift. How are you today? Doing very well, Kelsey. Good. So I know uh, today we wanted to kind of cover technical SEO. Can you kind of give our listeners an overview of that and how it's different from other types of SEO? Sure. It's uh, essentially getting uh, sort of rolling up your sleeves and really understanding the overall technical health of your website. Uh, the way Google, uh, Yahoo, Bing perceive you. So it's really understanding uh, you know, what Google Webmaster is, is relaying, what kind of information, uh, and then proactively uh, you know, uh, taking steps and actions to correct that. So right from understanding how your URLs are formatted, uh, how are they structured, uh, looking at uh, really setting up semantic sitemaps. So you know, this is something that we see not a lot of people doing, but it gives you a lot of insight. And when we kind of talk about what semantic sitemaps are, uh, they're essentially looking at your category taxonomy level website and then setting up individual sitemaps for each of the categories. How that helps you is you kind of get an idea of how Google's crawling each of those categories. So let's say you were Bed Bath and Beyond and you set up categories for you know the linen, uh, uh, the dining, uh, different categories, you'll know which ones are getting more indexed versus which are not. So that's the first step to really understanding uh, how's Google perceiving you. And then you can start to move on to uh, more advanced levels of SEO where you want to start having those specific categories ranking. Uh, uh, again, I would say, you know, one of the things on on the technical SEO which we uh, sort of evangelize and, and recommend is making sure that you are you know, setting up uh, webmaster in, a, in, in in the folder level correctly. That's again something that we we don't see a lot happening. Where uh, you, you essentially submit your website and you just re, you essentially look at those uh, search queries just for that website. But you can actually go ahead and set up uh, different sites for each of the category levels. So, if you were Bed Bath and Beyond again as an example, uh, you'd have a different uh, URL just for uh, dining or just for uh, bed or bath. Uh, and then you get a lot more search query data that you can mine from a, from an SEO perspective. So I know you had kind of said that you know technical SEO, it, it's kind of a more advanced aspect of SEO. Why, to me, I feel like not a lot of people are really putting a lot of attention in that type of SEO. Why do you think that is, that it just really hasn't gotten the respect that it deserves? I think it's uh, also got to do with, uh, you know, maybe it's a little bit to do with skill set. So you essentially have SEOs that are marketeers, uh, and they spend a lot of, uh, you know, time, energy before getting into the SEO realm from a marketing perspective, which is completely understandable because SEO predominantly falls under the marketing organization. But uh, technical SEO is more on the development side. It's more engineering. And I think it's very difficult to balance the two skill sets to have someone who's actually an SEO engineer, and then moves on to being an SEO marketer. So I think that's where the the essential disconnect is on the technical SEO side. Do you think it's possible for one, for a marketer to become versed in technical SEO, or do you think it's better for the roles to be separate? 
I think it's, uh, you know, essentially it's uh, SEO has got, got a lot to do, especially the on-page side has got, got a lot to do with the code, with the development. So having that in as, as your skill set. So we've seen a lot of SEOs actually take classes on, on development to really brush up their uh, development uh, skill set. And I think that's that's imperative from a from a from an SEO perspective to have that in there and not separate it out because uh, you know one is just looking at your Google Webmaster tool and understanding their errors, but how do you actually communicate it to your development team? Uh, you need to understand why the, what's the difference between a 404 and a 503. Yeah. Uh, what's the difference between a 301 and a 302? Some of the basic stuff is something that you need to understand before you relay it to um, uh, to your web dev team. Yeah, one thing that I found is really interesting in SEO that a lot of under, other industries don't have is being cross-trained in a lot of stuff. So knowing that programming language and then also have having good writing and editing skills to make sure, you know, whenever you're doing content from an SEO perspective that it's well optimized for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so one thing that I know is really imperative for SEOs to be well-versed on, especially in the past few years, is not provided. And I know you had talked about that with Bruce Clay at PubCon this year. Do you want to kind of talk about what you covered in your session and any good tips or sure. strategies? Absolutely. So, you know, it's been, I would say, a little more than three years since Not Provided has launched. Uh, it was back in October of 2011, where Google came out saying it's going to only affect 10% of search queries. Yeah. We all remember that. <laughs> and then uh, last year, September, uh, you know, a year from now, uh, ago, uh, you pretty much have 90% of uh, search query data within uh, within the not provided or keywords unavailable bucket. Uh, from an SEO perspective and from an agency perspective, uh, you know the, we we keep hearing you know that it is what it is. But I think a lot of folks don't uh, don't you know don't use the data that they already have. And again, from an agency perspective, that's something that we don't. Uh, we, we just can't sign up someone and say, hey, you know, we can't track SEO uh, uh, results, right? So we need to show ROI, we need to show improvement. So the topics that I touched upon are not provided were essentially A, getting a lot more of your search query data. So setting up folder level uh, sites across Google Webmaster. Uh, we've typically seen anywhere between a two and a half to three X increase in search query data when you actually take the folder level structure. And this is something that Miley uh, Ohai uh, also mentioned at SMX uh, earlier this year to really go ahead and, and do that. So we recommend doing that to get a lot more search query data. Uh, compare that with analytics. So lots of times when we are doing non-brand brand segmentation, uh, analytics has limited data because everything is now uh, clubbed into not provided. So if you compare the two, uh, Google Webmaster gets you a little closer to what's actually happening from a brand, non-brand perspective, and that you can track that over time. Uh, understanding uh, analytics. So we know we don't have keyword level data, but we have landing page data, which is very useful. Uh, so one of the things that we track uh, for, for all our clients is page value. So what's the value of a particular page? Uh, and you know Google kind of gives you that. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty simple calculation, which is overall revenue divided by page views for that particular page. And uh, again, you can figure out which are my core keywords that are actually driving traffic to those uh, pages which have high page value and optimizing for those. Uh, understanding the three different segments, so not provided, brand, and non-brand, and really diving into that on a landing page level is again extremely useful. 
Um, so I think there are a number of things that you know you can do with the data that you currently have to really know how SEO, are you winning in SEO and answer that question. And lastly, uh, uh, you know, just speaking at PubCon, I kind of polled the, the, the audience and said, how many of you are counting conversions other than last click? And there weren't too many. There were probably two out of out of you know seventy five folks who were who were sitting wow. there. So I think pretty much uh, I, I won't I won't sort of uh, you know it's not a broad stroke, but majority of the folks are still on last click attribution, which doesn't give you the clear picture. So moving yeah. to somewhere you know some something closer to position based or time decay, really understanding what your average uh, length of conversion is, and then customizing your attribution model towards that not only helps SEO and helps you understand how SEO is driving, but it also helps other traffic channels. I know that you talk a lot about Google Webmaster Tools and analytics. Do you ever work in Bing Webmaster Tools? I mean, does that provide an initial data that's useful? It does, uh, but again, I think you know it's, uh, it's great to have the data. I would definitely recommend uh, having, it's, it takes 10 minutes to, to get that going. Uh, but you know, pretty much most of the traffic is still predominantly driven by Google, and you know you're optimizing for Google, so uh, Bing kind of becomes the the stepchild yeah. there. <laughs> Definitely, I do like them. I mean, they have they have a pretty good platform, and I think they've done a good job of keeping it updated for sure. Absolutely. So um, another thing that we kind of wanted to talk about today was enterprise SEO. How is that different from other types of SEO, you know, if you're targeting consumers? I think uh, the way enterprise SEO is a little different from maybe uh, smaller, medium-sized businesses or startups is just the volume of data that you have. Um, uh, so there are kind of two parts, right? One is uh, all the things that you actually can do and all the things that can be done, right? They're two yeah. different things because you're now working with several cross-functional teams. So you need to really prioritize on uh, what's going what's to make the biggest difference. I think that's one of the key challenges from an enterprise SEO uh, level is when you go in with an SEO project, there has to be a, a dollar value associated with it to really prioritize that. Should, can I actually change all my URLs on the website? Probably not. Uh, what else can I do? So I think prioritization uh, is key. Uh, delivering, uh, you know, I would say clear messages to, to the executives to really evangelize SEO becomes extremely important. Uh, and then again, you know, going back to attribution, right? So how do you, how do you actually, you know, communicate to the executives that SEO is an important channel is making sure that you yourself are knee deep in, in data, whether it's attribution, whether it's search query to really show that level of improvement. So I think that's, that's one. Uh, second is, uh, one of the one of the key challenges that we find is uh, with, with some of the enterprise clients that we work with is international SEO. Mm -hmm. So now you're kind of dealing with an, uh, a couple of other uh, search engines, Yandex, uh, Baidu. Uh, how does how does that differ? And uh, again, setting up. I think one of the biggest challenges now have been hreflang. So really getting hreflang uh, correct uh, is is I would say extremely important. Uh, there are a number of good uh, blog posts about it. Uh, some on uh, Search Engine Journal too. So I'd recommend the folks to actually go through that, understand that, and then you know, recently Google uh, launched uh, international targeting. So when you set up each of your sites on the international level, you 
they give you a lot more data on how okay. hreflang is implemented is it implemented correctly or not so i think a lot of those uh, issues also from a technical perspective so going back to technical come into play with uh, enterprise seo Awesome, and I know when you say enterprise SEO, it makes me think of things in a lot bigger scale. And one thing that I always think of is big data and how that's kind of becoming more important to marketers. Have you used any you know, big data whenever you're doing SEO campaigns? Yeah, so one of the things that we find is, uh, so a lot of our, our folks uh, you know, use internal uh, data marts, so there could be you know, the, the site catalyst teradata. Uh, mart to really visualize and then you know you use visualization tools like tableau um, but again i think it goes back to the to the key question what are you tracking what are you optimizing for uh, and understanding even i would say just right down to the basic level right so really understanding wh what's my user engagement where is the bounce rate coming in how many pages are being indexed right and then moving into really the big data visualization scheme uh, is what I would recommend. Okay, I know, and it kind of gets overwhelming, you know, having to learn more about analytics with because of not provided. Um, what are some, just kind of wrapping up today, what are some really good resources for somebody who wants to learn more about technical SEO or wants to learn more about enterprise campaigns? Where could they go online? I know you mentioned articles, but are there any specific books or resources they could look at? So I think, uh, you know, the, typically what I would uh, recommend is definitely, you know, keeping, your, keeping yourself up to date with the, the key search journals, like, like search engine journals, search engine land, um, subscribing to Google uh, Webmaster blog. I think that's uh, imperative. So they have a lot of great content. They've been updating it pretty regularly. Um, and then, uh, you know, there are a number of other sites. So AdLift has a blog site that, you know, constantly blogs about uh, technical content marketing initiative, so probably another another good resource. Awesome. Well, thanks again for speaking with me today. A lot of good information. Great. Thank you. Again, this is Kelsey Jones with Search Engine Journal and Prashant Puri from AdLift. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.